like family. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Miller and Condon, hour number two. Uh, Welcome back. Our final hour of the week here. Uh, coming up the, momentarily, we'll speak with Bama Bob. You heard the music. Uh, Bama will join us momentarily. We'll go around college football. Bottom of the hour, Dave Sprow on Iowa State football and basketball. We'll give you an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue, and we'll make some picks before we get out, out of here. During the holidays, hunger is especially isolating. If you're struggling to put food on the table, let the Food Bank of Iowa help. Visit foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org to find a pantry near you army navy week lots of ground lots of games to get into uh bama how are you my friend doing great kenny how are you doing pretty well uh army navy that in a second but just the fact that you know being played on campus i i didn't realize this right. just the uh, how infrequently this happens navy hosted at their home stadium in 1942 last time it was played at west point 1943 in the middle of World War II. So how about that? Uh, but that's where that game is going to be played this year. So before we get into that and some of the other games we're going to take a look at, uh, Bama, the SEC and ESPN made a pretty big announcement yesterday, and shortly thereafter, Gary Danielson was trending on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> which uh, I, nobody, I guess nobody wants him to, uh, to, to leave CBS and be hired over there to do those games. Be interesting to see what crew they do assign to that once we get to that point. But it's a ways off. But nonetheless, uh, the SEC television domino, the first one to fall, and the SEC is going to be uh, a big part of ABC uh, primetime, middle of the afternoon, and then at night, apparently, uh, once we get to Saturdays uh, in a few years. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's not really surprising. It, it's a little, I don't know, sad is the word. I mean, I'm, you're just so used to what for 20 years. This was really, that SEC deal with CBS was really the first conference television contract that was signed. Um, and it was signed for 20 years, I guess, back in 2004, whatever it was. And it's, it's just kind of become a staple, um, you know, not only obviously in the South, but you know, I think around the country, many people, you know, as hate the the SEC, they watch the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I, I'm not real sure. I mean, this is just, I think, is going to, is, is ESPN just building a monopoly with or, or with the SEC? I mean, they own the SEC network. You know, they own the, uh, they're basically going to own the rights to every SEC football game. They're going to own the rights to college and, football. Yeah, exactly. And and when you're when you're talking about playoff, well, who televises the playoffs? Oh, the ESPN. Um, I listen. I, I it was inevitable because they've got the most money to spend. They've got the biggest space. You know, even though they're not quote unquote you know over the air. You know, just about everybody has them. Uh, I will be interested to see if CBS picks up some of these other contracts when when they come up. You know, when the Big Ten or the Pac twelve or or the Big 12 or whoever, if they try to remain a player in college football or if they just, you know, move on to something else and try to steal something from NBC, I don't know. But I know they're getting into 
soccer. So you know who knows. But it, it listen, it's going to keep it's going to keep the SEC really in the forefront um, of of the of the lands of the television landscape you know, on ABC and ESPN, and you know they'll throw all the resources at it, and and they do a pretty good production. Um, CBS is has done a good job, I think, but I, I, and I don't know what the problem with Danielson is. I, everybody down here hates him because he thinks that, uh, you know, everybody other than Alabama thinks that he's an Alabama Homer and Alabama fans don't like him because he thinks he hates Alabama. So I, I think he does a good job. I think he breaks the game down pretty well, um, without being overly technical, but, um, I, I like don't think he will. I'm win. with you. Yeah. I agree. It will be interesting to see if they try to keep him just for some familiarity. Um, and listen, just because you hate an announcer doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, people aren't going to not watch because Gary Danielson's a color analyst. And then, and then you get into the whole there's no such thing as bad publicity. So um, I would be surprised if he did. He might just, you know, retire, go on to something else. I mean, in his 60s, who knows. But um, inevitable almost. And but a little bit uh, nostalgic in a couple of years when all kind of like when when Brent retired, you know the whole you are looking live. Well, we don't get that anymore. And then Lundquist left CBS, and you know now the SEC is leaving it as well. Indeed, let's hope that uh, we get this that goes along with it when it leaves CBS. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love the theme yeah. song. Trent. McManus uh, with ESPN was asked about that. Oh, he was. He said he's been asked basically every time that a conversation happens, non-committal. So he doesn't want to pay for the rights. I would guess. Oh, I hope they do. He said they'll come up with something You're awesome though, if they don't get this. Fifty billion dollars for the product, <laughs> and you don't want to pay a thousand dollar million. Well, you dollars think they could the have negotiated to throw that in or something? You would hope, oh, right? My God, yeah, no, it's that's a great trend. Crazy. Trend, well done. That's real. That's I love that. Thing. Yeah, so, so good. That. Uh, just real quick, Bama, give it. Give me twenty seconds. Uh, Trent and I talked about this. Look, it was no surprise that Ohio State was moved the way they are. I came at it from a different angle. I'd hate to have a ticket on Indiana to win the Big Ten <laughs> and then to have your yeah. the rug pulled out from underneath you that you can't even play in it, therefore you can't win it. Um, but it, it, it's all about the money, Bama. Everybody knows that. It's uh, and, and in these times that we're going through, if there's, a, if there's an opportunity for a conference, not Ohio State because everybody shares, uh, to put a few more dollars in the conference's pocket by putting them in. I, I get why they did it, Bama. In 2020, I have no problem. I, I guess I don't either. Um, and, and the fact, uh, listen, it, it was a total cop out of the fact that, oh, well, if Ohio, even if Ohio State had played a game and lost, they would still qualify for the championship game. Well, but you had these rules, I think, you know, that you set up beginning of the season that says, hey, you have to play at least six games. And, you know, just to change them at the end, I mean, a lot of people are going to go, you know, it just, it feeds into the whole, you know, conspiracy that, you know, all oh, the Big Ten is just homers for Ohio State. And maybe they are. I don't know. But um, I I don't have a, as big of a problem with it because they did beat Indiana on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the fact that Indiana plays an extra game or two, does it really factor in? And listen, Ohio State looks like a better team. They beat them on the field. So I don't really have a problem with it. But you're right. Um, it's, it's, you know. From a gambling perspective, it is a it's, it's a it's a bit of a conundrum there. I don't know how that's going to play out, or maybe it's just going to be, hey, they didn't make it, tough crap. That's you know, exactly what it is. Just, yeah, we just lay the odds. So, yep. um, you know, uh, but 
I, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Here's what I here's what I would find funny, guys, is if somehow Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship game and Clemson beats Notre Dame. Well, those are your four playoff teams. The AC, there's your four playoff teams. So Ohio State's going to get left out anyway. Yeah. Not that Indiana would have gotten in over them had they played, but or even funnier would be if Northwestern beats them in the title game. That would be even better. But um, probably not going to happen there. Although I'm done underestimating Northwestern. Um, but yeah, not not surprising. You could kind of see it coming. But you know, the, the guy who covers Alabama for for the Tuscaloosa News put on Twitter. You know, Twitter would have lost its mind if you substituted if if the SEC had made an accommodation for Alabama and this wasn't Ohio State. I mean, you know, Twitter would have just lost its mind. But no real problem with it, I guess. It really, it does kind of stink for Indiana because it would have been a cool thing for them. I think they've earned it on the field, even though they did lose the game. But, you know, um, what are you going to do? If And, you know, who knows if they'll be back in this position again. Probably not with a full season. But um, I, I think it would be funny if somehow – uh, they go through all this, and Ohio State doesn't make the play. And that 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 could happen. Uh, Trent, let's go to Army Navy. Navy's what about a touchdown favorite? Yep. Or, I beg your pardon. Army's about a touchdown favorite. Um, what do you see? Well, if you're a trend player, uh-huh. this game has gone under the total fourteen straight years. It's unthinkable, right? Fourteen straight. Mm. But it shows you the power of triple option football and how quickly that that clock will move. I love this game. I also love this game, I think, because there isn't a whole lot else there. You know, this weekend that it's normally played, that's a piece of it. But the camaraderie, the back and forth, there's Mm -hmm. going to be uh, the the students on both sides will be in the stadium for this one. Singing both songs you want to sing last. The alma mater after the game. It's incredible. The pomp and circumstance that surrounds it here. If you just saw Navy Week One against BYU, I will tell you they are much better defensively than they were that. Well, they gave up a fifty spot, I yeah. think. They didn't practice tackling going into that game. They're tackling now. They're I playing a lot better. Remember that angle, Trent, and yes. it looked it. It absolutely I looked it. They're playing pretty that. good defense here lately. If I had to make a pick, I'd probably grab the points here. Would you? See, I would lay the points. Bama, what about you? Yeah, I, listen. The game to me, I mean, you know, on the field, it's, it, it's more about off the field and the and the circumstances mm-hmm. around it for me. I mean, you know, you're right. On the field, I like Army. I love what the coach has done there. And, you know, he's had – I'm assuming he's had chances to go other places, and he stayed. Um, but, it, listen, this, this game has always, as you know, kid, has always been on my bucket mm-hmm. list. West Point is on my bucket list. So it's like of all years they're going to play it at West Point yeah. is this year, and I can't go. I mean, otherwise I'd be on a, I'd be driving, I'd be on a plane, whatever. But um, I understand why they play it in bigger stadiums. I get it. Usually it's Philly or New York, um, yeah, Baltimore, maybe something like that. Um, so I get that more fans, you know. But just somehow, I mean, the other thing I'm really happy about is that CBS stayed loyal mm, to the yeah. game. And it's it's at two o'clock in the afternoon. They moved Alabama, Arkansas early, Auburn, Mississippi State late. There's a couple other SEC games, you know, Georgia, Missouri, whatever. I'm so glad that CBS because usually this is now the week after the SEC championship game. Everything stands alone. Yeah, um, stands alone. Yeah. And I'm glad, even though there's other games around it and other games that CBS could have grabbed. I'm glad that they did it and. And the SEC, I don't know if they accommodated. I don't know how this worked out, um, but I'm glad they've stayed loyal and true to putting this on CBS at two o'clock on Saturday. And I just, 
that that part I really like. But I'm with you, man. I can't wait to watch this game at one of the academies. Uh, it's just going to be it's such a fun game for me every year. I love the helmets that they do, yeah. particularly Navy. Um, they just, you know, it's not overdone. It just pays tribute. And I, I don't know. This, this game, this is always my favorite, one of my absolute mm-hmm. favorite games of the year. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to watch it from West Point. Um, you know, Army on the field seems like a much better team. You may, you're right. You know, I remember the BYU game and, you know, no tackling and all that. And that's what Coach Ken said was the problem. And they have gotten better, but. Um, but you're right. The unders, that's an interesting point. Trent. I hadn't thought about that. I didn't know that fact, but it makes total sense because, you know, there are very few incomplete passes thrown in this game. <laughs> no, that's you for sure. They're going to stop the clock for an extended period of time. So one of those they can play in two and a half to three hours and just bleed the clock. So, you know, less clock, less points. You know, we've got another game uh, that we think is going to move along pretty quickly as well, with the exception of Fox going to commercial or FS1 <laughs> in this point. Batman, let me get your take on Wisconsin and Iowa. Uh, and you probably don't know what we're about to get. We're about to get snow here this afternoon all the way through the night. Uh, Tom Caker was on earlier. He said 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. There may be flurries during the game. Wisconsin's going to run the ball. Iowa's going to run the ball. Uh, any opinion on this game, Bama? Uh, it's hard to, I mean, listen, the way teams are playing right now, I mean, you kind of got to like Iowa. I, I mean, do. If you're just looking at yeah. trends. I mean, what, I don't know what the hell is wrong with Wisconsin. They put up 13 points in the last two games against Northwestern and Indiana. And, and those are good teams. Those are much better teams than when you initially looked at the schedule, you know, mm-hmm. you know, pre restart or post restart or whatever, you know, you would have just given those two games to Wisconsin. Those two teams are really good, but. 13 points, I don't understand. That said, Wisconsin's defense is pretty good as well. So, I mean, listen, if you're going to play a game in what is almost now mid-December, Iowa-Wisconsin, you should have snow. It should be cold. It should be a running game. It should be a ground game. That's probably what we're going to get. I like Iowa just because they're playing better. But, you know, Wisconsin, and, and they've had such a problem with start, restart, covid cancellations, all this kind of stuff, um, you know, but but the last two weeks haven't been good. They look really great against Michigan. The last two, they've just, the last two games over three weeks, they've just really looked awful, and I don't know if that's going to improve much tomorrow in those conditions, and Iowa's defense is pretty good, um, so give me the Hawkeyes, but this is one of those that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be flipping back and forth. Uh, from Army Navy to this one, just because Iowa was Iowa Wisconsin outdoors in December in the snow. I mean, it does it doesn't get much better than that. No, I'm with you, uh, Trent. Let's go to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, best game in the Pac-12, maybe Colorado Utah. Colorado. See, I still think the Pac-12 is going to do an about face with Washington not playing yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know that USC and Colorado both reside in the south, but they're the two unbeaten te- assuming Colorado beats Utah, assuming USC gets by UCLA mm-hmm. primetime tomorrow night. Now yesterday you you floated it out there that you saw a report that they're not changing. They're yeah, steadfast. Right. Nope, not going to happen. But then after that, the Wisconsin game was canceled. Um, what's the best game in the Pac-12 tomorrow? I, I think it's still a USC-UCLA. You mm-hmm. get the the clash of the uniforms. Yep. We talked about that earlier in the week, just how beautiful that it looks. It's the brand. Utah has been a great program now for, what, 15 years? 
but it's still Utah. It's hard to right. get excited yeah. for them. Colorado, it's been two decades since they've mm-hmm. been relevant on a national scale outside of that good start they had a couple of years ago with LaVisius and, and company uh, there. So I think that's the game here. More on this coming up at about 11.50. Both these games, in fact, involved in my picks of the week. 61% on the year, by the way. Are you after last week? You're sixty. Did I get the five hundred? You're at five hundred. Thirty nine, twenty five, and one for me. Small victories. Trent, you're off to a great start. Alabama. What's the best game in the Pac twelve? That's all you've done is a push so far this year. <laughs> well, I'm a little down because of the juice. Juice, yeah. But I got some work to yeah, do. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I think Trent's on this. I think it's USC UCLA. Um, Chip Kelly. Listen, he he needs. I won't say he needs us because you know. Listen, this is such a weird year, but this would be a nice win for him. USC undefeated. I'm with him. Those great UCLA uniforms. Oh, yeah. I love this game better at the Rose Bowl than I do mm-hmm. in the Coliseum, although yep. a lot of people don't like the Coliseum. I mean, I, I think it's – I mean, there's just so much history there. I understand why the Rams left it. I get it. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you if you could build a $20 billion right. stadium, you know, that looks the way that one did last night. But, um, for, you know, for college, I'm okay with the Coliseum. I love this game being at the Rose Bowl. The big game for USC because, I mean, look, Helton's had a lot of pressure. Urban Meyer's still out there. I know he says he's not going to coach, but, you know, until until Clay Helton signs an extension, um, you know, he's still floating around out there. Jim Harbaugh might be floating around out there. I mean, who knows? Uh, not that he doesn't seem like a USC guy, but who really knows? But um, I'm with you. I think this is probably – the the marquee game of the day the best the better game I mean and this could, this has a chance I think to be a really good game I'm I'm into the Stanford Oregon State game late I mean nine thirty mm-hmm. ESPNU Pac twelve after dark Oregon State's pretty good I I don't know why I've watched them so much it's just the way the schedule has gone because they've been on late um, I don't know if Jefferson is going to play I think he might be oh. um, back in this game he missed last week but. You know, Stanford coming off a win over Washington. I mean, this this is I think that one's got a chance. If you're looking for something late And we will be to be decent. <laughs> and we will be. We usually are. Um I think Stanford and Oregon State's got a chance to be decent. All right, let's do this in one minute, because uh, we gotta get our sneaky good game uh out of the way as well. But Bama, uh Miami is the tenth ranked team in the country. They're good. King's a really good story. UNC's yep. I mean, this this is a chance to be a really competitive game tomorrow. It's the only ACC game that got my attention. Well, there's not a lot of them. Um, this one's got my attention. Uh, Mac Brown got a plan? Yeah, I think so. I mean, listen, they, they've been they've been good, not great this year. Um, you know, the, the loss to Notre Dame was competitive. No, no shame there. You know, the Virginia game, you looked at it, and you're like, yeah, maybe that's one they could have won, should have won. They can put up points. Um, you know, averaging over 40 a game. Uh, both these defenses are probably middle of the pack. So, I mean, if you want to play, and I'm, you know, hey, look, the, the over-under is at 68. <laughs> probably leaning toward that over in that one because I think both these teams can put up points. But these are, these are, these are what, I guess, 3A and 3B, if you want to look at it, behind Clemson and Notre Dame, I think, in the conference. So this is a good, this is a really good game to end the year the ACC gives them exposure mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't involve Clemson and Miami because I think you know I'm sorry Clemson and Notre Dame because with Notre Dame being a full a- ACC member this year only these are clearly the two best teams and these are the two teams that are probably 
ultimately going to challenge Clemson once Notre Dame, you know, gets out of the ACC next year and, you know, kind of the the ones that are going to be nipping at their heels, I think. So, good game. I like – I kind of like the Tar Heels in this one. I mean, I, the spread to me looks like it's just flat, maybe a pick em. I haven't, you know, really – I'm looking online. I don't see anything for the spread. I don't know if that's due to an injury or whatever. You mentioned Derek King. He's been a great player. He'd be in the, you know, he'd probably be in the Heisman consideration if not for a couple of SEC quarterbacks. But um, good game for the ACC to end the season. Yeah, it's, it's uh, three now. Miami's favorite three. Trent, uh, good game. I mean, we won't see it. It's two thirty in the afternoon, right, right up against Army, Navy, and Wisconsin, Iowa. Well, and the Iowa, both the games, the aforementioned games, will go quickly. This one's going to take forever. I'm with Bama. There's going to be a ton of points. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and. That's maybe one you'll get to, you know, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're still playing as those other two games go final. So I think you're going to get an entertaining one. I love the running game. Of course, we talked a lot about the quarterback for both sides in this one. I think you're going to see a fun one in that one. High scoring, 68 point. That's a big number. It but is. Have to uh, do a little more investigating on that side. I'd grab three and a half the number right now. Carolina's gotcha. getting. I'd probably jump on Bama's side and grab the points. Sneaky good game this weekend, Trent Condon. Well, let's go to the last game of the last full week of college football. It is Hawaii. They welcome in UNLV. The UNLV quarterback, <laughs> fresh off of, I, I, I mean, it sounded like he killed a person initially, and he's just eating sushi off a naked lady, and he's got to put out an apology letter on some ridiculous reality so show. It's, oh, okay, yeah, I heard about it. It's, yeah, uh, that was on the ship or some kind of ship yes. or something, right? So uh, go to yeah, your yeah, yeah, illegal yeah. streams, find Spectrum Sports, those two goofballs from Hawaii that call the games. It is a great nightcap to finish off your college football How, how many home games of Hawaii have you seen this is this year two do more than a lot of people bama what's your sneaky good game i'm gonna go uh 6 30 sec starkville mississippi um listen auburn going into mississippi state yep. mississippi state after that first win uh over lsu everybody got all excited about mm-hmm. mike leach mm-hmm. um and you know it really has kind of fallen apart since then um but listen auburn Gus Malzahn's under a lot of pressure. I don't think he's going to go anywhere because if they fire him, he's due $21 million, half of which is payable within 30 days. And I don't think anybody's writing him a $10 million check in a month. But, you know, they're favored by almost a touchdown. They don't defend the pass very well. We know what Mississippi State wants to do, and that is throw the ball. Um, Mississippi State doesn't play a lot of defense. Uh, I I don't know this this one from Malzahn is is a is a big one. He's got especially after that comment that he made. Um, I mean, he's got to end the year on some kind of a positive note, whether they go to a bowl game or not. Um, I just I just think this one's got a chance to be a good one. They've had two back to back losses against Alabama and A and M, two of the yep. three best teams in that conference. Um, they can't afford to lose this one, but something tells me that that the Pirate might have something for him here. Well, I'm going to pick this game in my picks coming up, and I'll just mm. I'll say right now, I hope the Pirate doesn't have anything because I'm on the other side. I'm going tonight, <laughs> 6 o'clock, Arizona State, Arizona. This is the week that I'm going to say 18 out of the last, no, probably 20 out of the last 25 years. This is the week I'm always in Tucson. Oh, yeah. At that racing and gaming symposium. I love Tucson. But sadly, like a lot of things in 2020, that got uh, shot down. Bama, great stuff. We'll talk to you on Monday. Appreciate it, Bama Bob.
Look forward to it, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the weekend, indeed. Dave Sproul is up next on Iowa State basketball and football, if there is any football news percolating. Our picks coming up, and oh, your picks coming up as well. Claxton's Barbecue, Miller & Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. The Iowa State Cyclones are headed to the Big 12 Championship game. We've got you covered all week long. From coverage on every local show, to Chris Williams in Dallas, to Jethro's Barbecue Cyclone Sound Off after the game. Enjoy the ride with us, Cyclone fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. Back it's time for the Urology Center of Iowa Audio Cut of the Day. In the same ball game. That's an NFL record on second down. Newton trying to set up a screen. He's picked back the other way and down the sideline is Kenny Young. He makes a move and ends up in the end zone with a pick six. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. Well, not Joe Buck's best work, but uh, no. that doesn't happen very often. I think he's as good as there is in the business. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're a few minutes away from Claxon's Our Picks as well. Let's spend a few minutes, shall we, talking to our friend Dave Sproul. This time next week, he'll be headed to Dallas to cover the Big 12 championship game for KASI in Ames, 1430 on the AM dial, the voice of Cyclone Sports in Story County. Uh, Dave, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, what's the disappointment factor uh do you sense that you know that uh anybody around the cyclone program wish that oklahoma would have had to get on a plane and make their way to morgantown and dot 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 play a football game instead of getting a week off prior to this one uh any disappointment do you think or i mean it's beyond their control uh, I, I get that point but uh no oklahoma west virginia this week yeah, and I'm sure publicly what you'd, what you'd hear from Coach Campbell and anyone else you ask would be, oh, we can't control that. We just focus on ourselves and, and we know what's ahead and uh, all that jazz. But I, I don't know that they would have complained too much if Spentler Rattler had gone out there and twisted an ankle and maybe had to sit out for a week, but was, you know, fine to go back for their bowl game or whatever. Uh, but it is what it is. I mean, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Oklahoma play West Virginia just mm-hmm, to get a sense too. of if the Oklahoma we saw against Baylor was kind of a blip on the radar or if there were some actual uh you know problems with oklahoma that maybe iowa state could exploit but uh they'll you know they'll have plenty of time to go over the film and and dissect everything and uh you know it's going to be a bit different looking oklahoma team than what uh, iowa state saw uh, back early in the season so i'm sure that uh, they're putting in a lot of work there over at the jacobson building you know a bye week normally this time of year you get healed up but iowa state playing so well going into it feel like uh if you had your choice here Iowa State would rather have this be a normal year and be able to just get right on the plane a Saturday later and play this football game? Uh, you know, the sense I get is that uh, Iowa State's pretty cool with having a week off here, not only for the the rest and recuperation kind of aspect of it, but also as uh, Matt Campbell, I think, talked about on the Big 12 uh, teleconference on Monday, is that it's, this is kind of following the rhythm of the season. They had the first game and then a week off, and a section of three games with another week off, three more games, and a week off, and then you know you get the week, you get the three game pod to end the season, and a week off here, and then it's into the championship game. So this pattern has kind of been flowing throughout the season, and in Iowa State just just staying right in that same groove heading into the Big Twelve championship game, and that's something that they uh, I'm sure will will tell you that uh, they're going to make work for them. 
Uh, do you know what their schedule was like, the football team schedule this week? Um, I'm sure they got some time early in the week. Um, what did Campbell have the team do this week, Dave? Did he make that public? Well, I talked about that a little bit, too, on, on Monday, and uh, that's something also, you know, keeping with the, the rhythm that they've been in before when they've had the bye weeks. You spend, you spend that week mostly on self-evaluation, self-improvement, skill development, and things like that. And maybe you get work a couple days ahead, maybe late in the week you can start – installing some stuff for Oklahoma, but you don't really uh, focus uh, that for two straight weeks because then you're, you're dealing with uh, what's, what's the phrase analysis by or paralysis by analysis. You just overload them, you know, spending two whole weeks preparing for one opponent is probably going to be counterproductive at some point. And then you could just get back into the rhythm of a game week starting on Sunday and, and prepare for, you know, the Big 12 championship game, same way you would for any other game, especially considering this year when it's going to be uh, almost a typical road trip where you fly down the day before the game, you rest up, you get out there, you play early, and then you fly home. Iowa State-Iowa basketball tonight over at Carver-Hawkeye. Iowa, big favorite in the game, favored by 13.5. Dave, short of Iowa State just shooting lights out and hitting a bunch of three-pointers, what else can they do in your mind to keep this game competitive? I uh, hope Luca Garza twists an ankle and has to sit out for one game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, it's, it's scary to me to think that Iowa played as well as they did against North Carolina and Garza kind of had a bad game but, but on the Luca Garza scale. <laughs> and, you know, a guy like that's going to be coming out with a little bit of a vengeance on his mind, not only because it's the, the in-state rivalry, but mm-hmm. because, you know, he wants to bounce back from, from a game where he wasn't at his normal level of, of production. And that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think. Just the same thing that North Carolina had to deal with that night is, you got Garza inside. You got to pay attention to him. Obviously, he's maybe the best player in the country. But you guys got guys on the outside who prove they can shoot the three, and you got to close out on them, and they're going to draw your attention away. So you, do you double down on Garza and risk leaving open threes? Do you go out and try to close out on them and have a one-on-one matchup with the defenders that Iowa State puts out there? And uh, quite frankly, from what I've seen from Iowa State defensively so far this this season. Uh, I haven't seen a lot that gives me faith that they could they could really handle a do- dual threat like that. And obviously not many people can. That's why Iowa is a top three team. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And we just don't know much about Iowa State. They've only had two games. Their game sat a Sunday. Uh, they made it to they they made it to Hilton. They were ready to play. And, uh, and uh, DePaul, uh, the game was canceled. Literally, uh, I mean, not literally the last second, but you get my point within an hour or so uh, of tip time. So you just don't know. I would have liked to see them get one more under their belt before they go across the state to take on, where are they ranked, Trent? Third, uh, number three in the country right, right now, yep. which is, um, I mean, think about that. Dave, from what you've seen, Big 12 overall, Kansas, Creighton, I don't know how much you saw of that. Uh, obviously, we know Baylor is really good. Huggins thinks this is his best West Virginia team. I love Tech. Tech, Tech. I'll take Texas and put them in the <laughs> yeah. equation. This conference, Dave. Wow. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a real dogfight uh, between all those teams you mentioned. And I think Texas Tech might have gotten left out of the conversation in some ways, but they picked up mm-hmm. a big transfer and they got Chris Beard. That's right. that's the big thing they got going for them. He's a he's a really good recruiter. And he's a really good tactician too. Uh, Kansas, I've been impressed with. They don't have like the one guy who stands out. I mean, Garrett uh, is great, one of the best defenders in the country. Uh, but they don't have that one guy who's like an Andrew Wiggins type certain lottery pick guy. But they're just solid all the way around. West Virginia's done, and Huggins has done a great job kind of transitioning. They don't press as much as they used to, but they're still just as 
formidable, it seems, defensively as they, they were in the past. And Shaka Smart seems to have everything kind of put together for Texas this season. Maybe he should have grown his hair out some time ago. Uh, and it's really a shame we didn't get to see that Baylor-Gonzaga matchup last uh, weekend because uh, Baylor's really a complete team as well, and uh, there's there's a reason those two are one and two in the country. So, yeah, it's a lot of good teams in the Big 12, big step up in competition, and it's just going to be a grind for everybody involved. And by the way, Kate Cunningham, the number one player in the country, yeah, comes in bad. for Okie State. Oh, yeah. They're undefeated. They and went on the road, beat Marquette. What did I see? There's some Okie State news, right? I, I thought that... Um, the door is open a crack for them being uh-huh. eligible for postseason. Well, I that 5-0 believe... no start maybe had something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, it might be. Dave Sproul, Dave, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. You too, guys. My pleasure. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, K-A-S-I in Ames. Yeah, I hope they. I mean, it's yeah, it's not their fault. It's a different staff, mm-hmm. right? All right, let's do it, Trent. 284-5966. 284-5966. The first four callers. There's three, there's four. We're done. Um, if you're, you're too late for the rest of you, 284-5966. If you're getting a ring, stay right there. If you're not, you'll have to wait until next week. But if you're getting a ring, Trent will get to the phone momentarily. Claxons giveaway and then our picks on 1460 KXNO. 10- vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-3550. Again, 400-3550. To set up your appointment today or go online, iowauro.com. That's iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. No ice packs or bags of peas required. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Speaking of Condon, that meanie, Commissioner Condon has disqualified one of our contestants. You're out! We have one spot available, 284-5966. Dan Ryan and Mike are in, but Commissioner Condon dropped the hammer on somebody who was trying to get in, and we do have our caller, so if you're frantically trying to call and get in this week uh you'll have to wait to next week we're going to give you four games and a tiebreaker if you get the most right we'll give you a 35 dollars gift certificate to claxons the runner-up gets 25 claxons 31 31 8th street southwest in altoona online to check out the menu etc claxon bbq.com claxon bbq.com to our contestants give this some thought tiebreaker is luca garza's points and rebounds tonight closest without going over hello dan uh let me do this dan i'm gonna push the button Uh, hello dan hello uh, here we go. Iowa tonight, Cyhawk. Hawks are a 13 and a half point favorite over the Cyclones. Cyclones. Wisconsin is a point and a half favorite tomorrow over the Hawkeyes. Wisconsin. Army Navy. Army's a six and a half point favorite. Navy. Nebraska is a 10 and a half point favorite over the Gophers. Uh, Minnesota. And tiebreaker, Garza, points, rebounds, combined, closest without going over tonight, Dan. 33. Dan, have a good weekend. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ryan's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Uh, Iowa, 13.5-point favorite tonight over the Cyclones. Iowa. Wisconsin is a point-and-a-half favorite tomorrow over the Hawks. Uh, Iowa. Army, 6.5 over Navy. Um, Army. Nebraska, 10.5 over the Gophers. Uh, Gophers. Garza, points and rebounds combined closest without going over. 44. Ryan, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. And then a pair of mics. Mike E. will go first. Hello, Mike. Yes, sir. Uh, the Hawkeyes are 13 and a half over the Clones tonight. Iowa. Wisconsin's a point and a half favorite over the Hawkeyes tomorrow. Iowa. Army, six and a half over Navy. Army. Nebraska, ten and a half over the Gophers. Nebraska. Garza, total points and rebounds, closest without going over. 41. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. And uh, Mike M. brings it to a close for another week. Hello, Mike. Hi. You were the last one in here. Let's see if you can take away the big prize. The Hawkeyes are a 13.5-point favorite over the Cyclones tonight. Iowa. Wisconsin is a point and a half over the Hawkeyes tomorrow. Uh, Iowa again. Did everybody take Iowa, Iowa? Trent? No. Nope, nope. First uh, one in both took Iowa State and Wisconsin. Okay, well, i got to pay attention. <laughs> uh, Army's a six and a half over Navy, Mike. I'll take Army. Okay. Nebraska, ten and a half over the Gophers. I uh, hate to do it, but Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I hate to do it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Garza, points and rebounds combined. Closest without going over, Mike. Uh, 34. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons for allowing us to do this. We do it each and every Friday or... When it's a short week, we do it on the final day of the week, as we got one of those coming up in two, two weeks. Today's Christmas. That's awesome. You ready for it? No. Well, I mean, Cindy and I don't do anything, so. So you're I'm going to take her to see those lights you were talking about. Good. Birchie's column that you were referring to. Yeah. It uh, dropped today at the MoinRegister.com. So Ashby Lane. Ashby Lane. I plan on doing it. That's good. Whether I get it done or not remains to be seen, but as of today, that's the plan. Well, you got it done last week. The tee box is yours after your four oh, and one. That's right. Well, here we go. I'm tapping on my picks Uh-oh. this week. So let's you get, felt good about them last week. I did. Week. I did. And I, I lost my best bet that I know. I thought BYU would crush Coastal. Uh, not so much. Uh, Auburn and Mississippi State tomorrow night. 6.30, I believe, is the kickoff for that. I'm going to take Auburn. They've lost a couple straight. Mississippi State, Mike Leach was a great story. Week number one of SEC play. Now not so much. I'll lay the touch uh, the six and a half and take Auburn pick number one. Speaking of six and a half, that's what Army's favored over Navy. I think Army's a better football team this year. I think Army's a decent football team this year. I wish it wasn't up against the Hawks, but you can't have everything, right? Army minus six and a half. To the pros we go. The Chargers have to win a week, don't they? Is this the week? It's Atlanta. The Falcons are meh. Chargers are bad. Chargers get points at home. Give me the two and a half. I'll take the Chargers pick number one. Prime time on Sunday night. I think the Bills are absolutely legit. I love the quarterback. Josh Allen is going to be a pain in the ass if you're a fan of a team in the AFC. He's going to be a really good player. Pitt, I think, is on the 
cusp of losing a couple in a row, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they fall, you know, down to that three seed somewhere around there. Lay the point and a half and take Buffalo. And my best bet of the week is another NFL game. It's New Orleans. They're currently uh, the favorite, uh, the one seed in the AFC. Maybe it's the six and a half point point spreads that I'm in love with this week. Because here's another one. New Orleans laid the six and a half over Philly. All right. Those are some picks. We have a disagreement. So let's get into it right now. We'll start in the college game. We'll go to the Big Ten. Northwestern. I already have the title in tilt. And Illinois got a pulse. They came out hot against Iowa. Couldn't keep it up. 14. Bad weather. Give me the Illini all day long. Pick number one. We're going with Illinois plus the points. Game number two. USC and UCLA. USC's undefeated. I don't think they're the better side, though. Mm. UCLA has run the ball incredibly well. They can throw it a little bit, and that defense has made a big, big improvement here near number two for Chip. I'll grab the Bruins in the three and a half with my second pick to the NFL. Here's our disagreement. You're going to take the Chargers? I am. Good luck with that. Thank you. I'll lay the points. My only favorite of the week, I'll take Atlanta minus the two and a half. And my last NFL pick for the week, Tampa, off a of bye week, mm. welcomes in Minnesota. Vikings looked awful last week. They should not have won that game. You're exactly right. So you jump back on them. Vikings plus six and a half with my second choice in the NFL. My best bet, wrong team's favored. Colorado, it's a fun story. They're not going to be undefeated come Sunday morning. Grab Utah. They lost nine of their 11 defensive starters a year ago. Those guys are now getting experience and playing much better. Utah Utes, my best bet. Of the week. Well, I kind of hope that you blow that one because I'd love to see the Pac-12 have to make a decision on U.S. Although you've got UCLA beating USC, so yeah. maybe it'll play itself out. Murph and Andy are here too. The Fanatics at four tomorrow morning. Uh, Sean and Emery are on the air. The Saturday morning pre-game. Enjoy that. Enjoy your weekend. Cyhawk tonight. You're laying the thirteen and a half. Give me those points. Give you the points. Okay, interesting. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We're Miller and Condon on fourteen sixty KXNO. 106.3 FM.